Welcome to the Cooler Technology Group Incorporated shareholder update call today, Tuesday, August 18th. I am Stuart Smith, and today I will be joined by Cooler Chief Executive Officer Michael Moe and Cooler Chief Financial Officer Simon Westbrook. Let me read for you now the Cooler Technology Group Incorporated Safe Harbor Statement, which you can find, of course, at the bottom of all their press releases. This call does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of offers to buy any securities of any entity. This call contains certain forward-looking statements based on the company's current expectations, forecasts, and assumptions that involve risks and uncertainties. Forward-looking statements in this call are based on information available to the company as of the date hereof. The actual results may differ materially from those stated or implied in such forward-looking statements due to risks and uncertainties associated with the company's business, which include the risk factors disclosed in the company's Form 10-K filed on May 14, 2020. Forward-looking statements include statements regarding the expectations, beliefs, intentions, or strategies regarding the future and can be identified by forward-looking words such as anticipate, believe, could, estimate, expect, intend, may, should, and would, or similar words. All forecasts are provided by management in this call are based on information available at this time, and management expects that the internal projections and expectations may change over time. In addition, the forecasts are entirely on management's best estimate of the company's future financial performance given the company's current contracts, current backlog of opportunities, and conversations with new and existing customers about the company's products and services. Cooler Technology Group Incorporated assumes no obligation to update the information included in this call, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise. Now let me introduce to you Cooler Chief Executive Officer Michael Moe. Michael, welcome to the call. Thank you, Stuart. It's great to be here. Very good. Good to speak with you again, Michael. Cooler Chief Financial Officer Simon Westbrook, how are you today? I'm fine. Thanks for introducing me too. Well, thank you for taking the time to call in. Michael, the floor is yours for your opening statements. Well, thank you, Stuart. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank the uh, investors for joining the call today and sending the questions. The uh, This is our first uh, investor call uh, and the purpose of uh, this call is to allow for uh, uh, a great, greater degree of transparency uh, between the company uh, and our shareholders. So we would like to encourage um, our shareholders to continue to send in questions and, uh, and all, all different kind of communications to all of our IR team, including today's host, uh, Stor Smith. So if I may, I'm going to spend the first uh, couple of minutes on some of the highlights of the last quarter uh, in our recent events. In the Q2 of uh, 2020, uh, we grew our revenue uh, 255% from the same quarter in 2019. Uh, meanwhile, we reduced uh, our monthly expenses uh, by 20% uh, as our effort to manage through this COVID-19 environment. Uh, we were granted two patents, um, one on the TRS technology, one on the FTI technology. Uh, we are very, very proud of that. Uh, patents and IP is the fundamental building blocks of our business. 
and uh, we believe these two patents would enable us to you know, build better products and engage more customers uh, into the future. Uh, quarter has sales transaction with 10 customers uh, in the second quarter of 2020 uh, compared to uh, four uh, of the comparable quarter in 2019. Uh, meanwhile, we're uh, engaged in uh, contract with strategic customers such as NASA, uh, the U.S. Air Force, and other government agencies uh, in projects that are uh, critical to our national interest uh, and also have a high degree of funding commitment that provides the stability and foundation uh, to our business. Uh, meanwhile, we uh, engage with new commercial customers, such as Volta Energy, uh, Draco Motors, and Americase. Uh, these are some of the showcases of commercialization effort in the, in the Q2 of this year. Very good. Let's now get an opening statement from Chief Financial Officer Simon Westbrook. Thanks for the introduction, Stuart. Um, our detailed results have been reported both in our 10Q and press release. But I would like to just highlight a few key facts. The year to date has been an interesting challenge. On the one hand, we've been preparing to support incredible growth in interest in battery-powered mobility. On the other, we have been facing the uncertainty brought on by the restrictions and efforts to remediate the onslaught of the COVID-19 virus, which has restricted our supply chains, cancelled travel and technology conference plans, and frustrated and efficient decision-making process. With this in mind, we took action during Q1 to position the company for these tricky times ahead by cutting back on our expenses to conserve cash. Our R&D expenses were down 49% compared to the corresponding June quarter last year, while our S&G&A expenses were down 20%. At the same time, we focused our attention on our customer relationships. During the quarter, we serviced a total of 10 customers compared to four in the corresponding June quarter last year, and we're fortunate that these included a number of substantial international-scale companies and government agencies whose budget and planning focus was not derailed by short-term reactions to the COVID pandemic. As a result, our sales for the June quarter were up 250% compared to the corresponding June quarter last year, and overall we were able to reduce our net loss by just under $200,000. We saw the greater portion of our growth coming from the provision of services rather than supplier product, and we view this as a positive sign, since the customer relationship typically starts with service projects to evaluate or customize solutions that subsequently ramp up to product sales in subsequent periods. We also focused on building our cash position to be better prepared for managing growth. We secured $155,000 of PPP loan from the SBA and have applied that to qualifying expenditures. Additionally, our net cash position was improved by 659000 so far this year to date as a result of promissory note funding and stock sales. And we are well positioned to raise up to approximately another $7 million under this facility to fund additional growth needs as required. We believe we're in a strong position going into the next quarter. Thank you. Very good. Well, as mentioned, we did receive quite a few questions. These questions will be directed primarily to you, Michael. You can pass off anything to Simon as you see fit, but these are operational questions. And I'll start with the first question referencing your last interview on CNN about the migration into battery safety 
as it pertains to government regulation, keeping the public safe, whether it's shipping logistics, critical care, medical centers, or insurance, that sounds like a platform play. Can you elaborate on this? Yeah, great. Um, yeah, we position our thermal uh, management technology um, as a platform play by focus on three different components. The first component is it's kind of a bread and butter is, is where we develop the cutting edge technology with NASA, Air Force, and government agencies where, you know, we really develop uh, for them uh, this uh, uh, the critical uh, technology for them. And then that's where we cut our teeth. Um, and then the second component is actually working with the regulatory bodies, uh, such as Department of Transportation, Consumer Protection Agency, and so forth, to make sure that our solution can offer them and the consumer uh, the best safety solution for battery safety. Um, and then the third component is, is how to apply these technologies to mass market vertical applications, such as the, uh, the energy storage market, uh, like our Volta example, uh, in, the, in, the, in the EV market, in battery transportation, um, and going forward in the, in the 5G AI and other vertical applications. So um, that's our kind of a technology platform, platform strategy. Uh, as, as you mentioned, as related to insurance company and a, uh, and a, uh, et cetera, uh, that's really kind of a morphing the business model from pure component supplier to system integrator all the way to offering total business solutions. So that's a longer-term goal of the company as a platform play. All right. Well, the next question says, a lot of OTC companies hemorrhage money tremendously. So I was surprised when you stated in June, the company was targeting cash flow break even by the fourth quarter of 2020. Is this goal still attainable? Well, we have been uh, reducing our operating cost, like Simon was saying, and uh, it has shown uh, in our Q2 results. Um, and as we navigate through this COVID-19 environment, um, we will continue to do that and we'll continue to grow our revenue. Um, so it is still our goal to get to cash flow break-even by fourth quarter of this year. Uh, but now, um, because uh, we're in a much stronger cash position uh, than actually the beginning of the year, um, so we may choose to invest uh, to invest. Uh, into some product areas if we see significant growth in those opportunities. Uh, at the end of the day, we believe that the investors, uh, you know, look at cooler, evaluate cooler, and, and also invest in cooler uh, because we are technology growth companies. Um, so we need to take advantage of those growth opportunities uh, when they present themselves. All right. Very good. Here is the next question for you. And it's about congratulations, actually. Congratulations on the Draco announcement. From a cooling as well as battery safety perspective, how is coolers technology best suited for the faster charging rates demanded by next gen electric vehicles? Well, that's a great question. Um, actually, one of the key performance uh, bottleneck uh, for EV is the temperature limitation uh, fast charging and discharging uh, by discharging it's you know really fast acceleration that makes the batteries too hot uh, and out of their optimal um, temperature range so our high performance FTI solution uh, removes the heat uh, more efficiently um, uh, than traditional solutions from the battery uh, to the car's liquid cooling system uh, you know, therefore, it makes the battery temperature lower and also makes it more even 
uh, in the battery pack, which is critical for the performance of these high-performance you know, uh, uh, cars. That's significant uh, for a EV supercar like the Draco TTE. It also offers other uh, mechanical properties that, that benefit uh, for that as well, which for uh, the car like GTE, they can get, um, uh, you know, they, they would like to take advantage of every bit of performance uh, to make it the fastest EV in the galaxy. All right. Next question is in regards to Volta Energy, Draco Motors, and Americase. The question is, this represents a nice mix of business verticals as well as potential reference design wins. Any idea when these announcements could tra- uh, translate into meaningful top-line growth? Yeah. Well, these are what I call the early signs of success in the mass market adoption of our technology in different vertical markets. These customers themselves are navigating through the COVID-19 environment. So I think it would be safe to say that 2021 is when you'll see significant top-line growth from these and other opportunities that we're, we're pursuing right now. And, uh, and we're constantly working on, on the new customer and markets uh, and new engagements. All right, very good. Here's a little bit of a history lesson for me anyways. Last year, an explosion at an APS energy storage facility near Phoenix raised the utility industry's concern about concerns about the dangers of lithium battery fires caused by thermal runaway. Would McKenzie forecast the global energy storage market to grow 13-fold with an 18 billion invested in 2019 to 100 billion by 2025. Recently, Cooler announced a deal with Volta Energy to provide PPR technology for energy storage models from the grid. Given the high growth forecasts and heightened concerns about battery fires, what is Cooler doing to capture opportunities in this space? Yeah, um, so there was a lot of report in discussion about, you know, the root cause of that APS energy storage fire and subsequent explosion, um, which which for the most part points to an internal short cell failure and then propagation to the other cells. Um, this is probably the most common failure mode for batteries. And our PPR technology is at the root to solve this core, uh, you know, this core problem. So, uh, you know, as, as you said, that the, uh, the energy market is going to grow from $18 billion to $100 billion by 2025. Um, and uh, by working with, you know, Volta Energy to showcase our PPR, the passive propagation resistant technology, um, this really pays uh, a way to build these truly safe battery modules um, that we have developed for NASA applications uh, to commercial applications and hopefully we can participate in this $100 billion market by giving the industry a truly safe solution. All right. A lot has been written lately regarding the decline of lithium-ion battery costs and new chemistries coming out. I envision this being a double-edged sword for cooler. Unit cost would come down, but volume would increase. How do you envision this paradigm playing out as it pertains to cooler and how the company is positioned going forward? Well, when you have an industry that grows from 18 billion in 2019 to 100 billion by 2025, that's a huge amount of growth. And that growth is driven by advancing technology, lower costs, and wider adoption. So 
So lower cost is 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 a key driver for that, and um, and that is a trend that cooler can definitely benefit from. On the application side, where higher energy density and more applications using larger battery packs is key. So safety and performance will become more and more important for these applications, and our solutions to make the battery safer and to make the total battery pack smaller, lighter, and cooler will be very important to drive these wide adoptions for both the markets and the regulators. Okay, next question. Earlier this year, General Motors Director of Battery Cell Engineering and Electrification Strategy trumpeted the capabilities of its large, flexible EV pouch cells. If you would, please talk a little bit about cell form factor pouches versus prismatic cells. Does Cooler design thermal solutions for both? We actually work with cells of different kind of size and shapes. So cylindrical cell, um, 18650 and 21700, cylindrical cells are probably uh, the most popular uh, that we deal with, and it's because they're ubiquity and their uh, cost advantages. Um, pouch and prismatic cells have certain advantages on energy density, but they present bigger challenges in terms of safety because they're larger cells. So um, we work with all, all those three. Um, and we, we are actually seeing ourselves um, working with customers at the earlier uh, stage and, or phases of their design and testing. And then as they're deciding which form factor you use, uh, they're working with Cooler to actually make that decision and designing their mechanical structure, you know, structures to get with them in that decision process. So um, we're looking at incorpor- incorporating our um, solution as uh, you can think about it as more integral part of the platform. So um, that's actually a very exciting development for us, getting, getting, getting the safety um, and the thermal part early in the decision as a being a driving factor of the decision instead of an afterthought. Well, no doubt your shareholders are highly educated about the company and its operations. We do have a question now regarding the company's stock performance, and it says the company's stock price has fallen considerably in the face of positive events and growth potential reported by the company. An equity short interest report produced by FINRA showed 14,550 shares short interest on July 31st, 2020. Over the last month or so, there appears to have been aggressive intraday shorting of the stock by exploitive market makers. As a concerned shareholder, can you provide any insight into what's happening and what the company's doing to counter this? When do you plan to uplist away from the OTC markets to the NASDAQ or NYSE? Yeah, um, well, as a CEO of of the company, uh, my focus is, uh, well, my priority is laser focus on going to business, on uh, positioning the company's product and services, the best for our customers and our partners, and uh, drive uh, an increase in shareholder value. So on some of the events that the uh, story you just mentioned, um, we are keenly aware of some of the market volatility, uh, volatility events recently, um, and um, we are allocating resources both inside the company and also work alongside the capable partners to address these issues to enhance our shareholder value. 
And on your question about the uh, uplift to NASDAQ and NYSE, um, that's definitely what I call maybe a near-term or intermediate-term objective for the company. Uh, you know, providing you know, or getting liquidity to the company is step number one. Uh, building uh, more shareholder uh, equity is step number two. Um, and I think that we are we're aware on a way um, to be able to apply for uplifts to one of those senior exchanges in the near future, hopefully before the end of the year. All right, very good. Our final question for this call says, recently I saw a story on CNBC stating that the new fifth generation of mobile networks, that's 5G, could be catalysts for the next industrial revolution. I have read in previous press releases the company put out that Cooler is involved in 5G infrastructure. As much as you can, will you elaborate on how Cooler is involved in the global 5G infrastructure build-out? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think that in the U.S., we're still in the still fairly early days of this 5G deployment. Our uh, space-grade FTI product uh, can offer very high performance to for the cooling of these 5G equipment, uh, but we need to work with partners and uh, on applications for mass market deployment. Uh, so we will continue to work on the, both the performance and the productization of this product for these 5G and, uh, and the cloud computing uh, applications. Um, we hope to be able to announce some of our uh, some of our work and our partnerships before the end of the year uh, for this. And also on the 5G and cloud computing side, there's energy storage in those uh, data centers as, as well. So um, you know, like the you know, like the cooling aspect of it, uh, we're exploring those opportunities, and hopefully we can announce something about that soon. Well, as I mentioned, that was our final question for the call. First, I want to thank you, Michael Moe, for taking the time to answer all these questions and making the time to speak directly to your shareholders. Hey, thank you very much, Stuart, for hosting us today. And we look forward to hearing more uh, from our shareholders. Thank you. Simon, it was a pleasure meeting you today on this phone call. And thank you for your insights into the company's performance this year and, of course, this second quarter. Thank you very much, Stuart, and it's always great to be able to put a little perspective on the raw financial numbers. Well, listeners, that concludes our call today. Please, again, continue to send your questions directly to us here at smallcapvoice.com. My email address is smith at smallcapvoice.com, and of course, any member of the IR team for Cooler Technology Group. For Michael Moe and Simon Westbrook, this is Stuart Smith saying thank you for joining us today on this call.